You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. Hello, this is Single Fathers Today. I'm your host, Mark Hill. This is a podcast that basically kind of helps fathers out as they go forward uh, in raising their kids. Uh, either you've gone through a divorce or you're going through the process or um, you're in that, that in-between state. So um, today we're going to talk about something a little bit different. Uh, the previous podcast talked about the initial stages of figuring out what it is you're going to do, if you're going to do the divorce or not. The second one uh, discussed about going to court. But this one, um, I'm going to bring this one, this particular topic topic up because I'm sure that all the guys you have gone through this or you're going to get ready to go through it or you can kind of feel it. Um, and this is dealing with your friends uh, when you're going through a divorce or in the process of it or contemplating it or whatever. And this is something that for me personally was a very difficult uh, time. I had – I thought I had – let me put it like that. I thought I had a lot of good friends. and You guys probably felt that way too. Um, you've had friends that you might have known since you were in elementary school, high school. If you were in the military service, guys, you you – had in the service, uh, in, in all walks of life, in all areas, work, so on and so forth. And once you got married or you was involved in that relationship, you had friends that came around, you invite them over for cookouts, parties, went out to the club, so on and so forth. And you grew a special bond with that individual. But as time went on and you noticed that when your home life wasn't really working out and you got to that point of I can't deal with this anymore. Then the issue became how do you, um, you know, you want to have a friend to confide in and how do you go about doing that when you notice that there is something's not right with your friends? And, yes, going through this procedure, it kind of th- it, it kind of goes out from within the home because within the home, you have the husband, wife, the kids, you know, um, her family, your family. Then it kind of expands out a little bit to your friends, you know, people you know, that you thought were real close to you um, may not be as close as you thought. Uh, for me, I used to have and I, and I say there's two types of friends. You have your quality friends and you have your quantity friends. And your quantity friends are the ones that, hey, man, I think you're cool. Let's hang out. Come over to a party. You know, you're expecting them to bring a whole bunch of stuff for the party and they're bringing a bag of chips, you know, or a six pack of beer. Hey, I brought my stuff. Let's let me eat and drink everything up you have in the house. You know, so you have those type of those type of friends. But then you have those other ones that are going to be there with you no matter what, you know, good times, bad times. 
um, when you're at your lowest point, they were there to pick you up. Um, someone there to lean on you to tell you, hey, man, you got to get out of this funk. And it could have been that one person that says, hey, look, man, you got to cut bait. You know, it's it's a hard decision to make. And a lot of times for a lot of guys, you don't want to give that up. You don't want to. But then when you cease and as I as my friend told me, you're not yourself when you cease to start being yourself or when you look into that mirror and you don't recognize an individual, you have to make that change. So dealing with the friends, you have to look at, okay, what am I going to do? And with those individuals, you have to look at who is going to be there for you. Um, When you're going through this process, what you're going to notice is that friends are not going to really want to hang out with you that much. They're not going to want to run with you or uh, meet up with you for a beer or something along those lines. Well, I got this going on or I got that going on. And then you start to notice that your ex or soon to be ex is spending more time with them than you are. And basically what they're trying to do is it's difficult for them as well because they're trying to figure out whose side to take. Now, if you look at it in society, the women tend to have that default set of everyone is going to be there for them because, and not to offend if there's any women out there listening or spying in there, you know, they look, a lot of people look at women and it's throughout history as the weaker part. So everyone tends to gravitate towards them and uh, rally around them and figuring with the male, he's going to be all right. He's going to be okay. He'll figure it out. And what will be frustrating for you is that you're going to find out, well, where the hell did all my friends go? You know, I may have had a friend that I've known since elementary school that I've been with and was my friend, and then I met this woman I got married to, and then the couples met up, and then everything goes to hell in the handbasket. You go through a divorce, and then every, then your so-called friend is now gravitating towards her side or towards her family. So the question is, how do you handle that? How do you deal with that? There's going to be a lot of anger. There's going to be a lot of frustration. You're going to be pissed. You're going to be ticked. What do you do? You know? The best thing that I found out was you have to rally around and find out who your true friends are. And you've heard that old saying that the cream rises to the top. Your true friends will rise to the top. They will be there. Um, One of my close friends, um, he's still a good friend of mine to this day. Um, you know, I do a lot of boating. He's a boating guy with me. And at my lowest point, he was the one that would tell me, Hey man, get out the house. Let's go on the lake. Let's go fishing. Let's go have a beer. And there might've been times where I don't want to do it. No, get your ass up. Let's go. You know, I have another friend of mine that lives out of state. Um, you know, we served together in the military and we talked all, all the time. He couldn't be here, you know, where I was at, but He was there to check up on me and talk to me. Um, I had two other good friends that was with me through the whole process. They work with me in the automotive industry. And those two individuals were there for me, whatever I needed. There was things that they did for me that I didn't even know I needed, and they were there. So you have to make sure that 
you find your quality friends. The other ones, your quantity friends, you're going to have to cut them loose. You're going to have to, you know, you got to recognize it, understand it, see who they are. And you can't really, to a certain degree, you can't be mad at them. Even though it is an emotional time for you, you can't be mad at them because if they're married and the couples are getting together, you got to look at his standpoint because his wife might have been friends with your ex. So when all this stuff starts, he's going to gravitate to whoever his wife is gravitating towards, which usually is the woman because he doesn't want to have any friction going on within his household and he's going to leave you off to the side. And it's, it's a difficult place to say, do you either blame, do you blame him because he's not standing by you or do you understand it and acknowledge it and say, you know what? I got to cut you loose. Um, You're going to have those decisions that you're going to have to make for me. I had a lot of people that I, as I said before, that I cut loose. There was individuals that I was still friends with, but I didn't hang out with them or interact with them as much as I used to. And over time, that will start to fade. Um, you won't have that bitterness, but you you got to understand it, recognize it, and acknowledge it. Um and in some cases, you know, you may end up finding a whole new group of people. You may find if you go to um, group counseling or if you go to, a, I think it was a recovery, like a divorce recovery group, I think. And I met a couple of good friends there and we kind of mulled this around a little bit. And when they really thought about it, they said, you know what? Some of these people that I thought were my friends wasn't really my friends to begin with. It was just a moment in time where we had a lot in common. We could hang out, party, have fun. But it could have been when there were, you know, families involved and couples involved, which I'm not saying is a bad thing because when you're married and you're interacting with other families, that's that common bond that you guys have. But when that bond is broken, now you got to now that's when you really find out what what that individual is really about or what that person is really about. Now, if I can flip to the other side for a couple minutes, looking from their perspective, whose side do they choose? Because they're going to hear a lot of stuff. They're going to hear the ex, you know, your spouse saying, well, he was like X, Y, Z. You're going to come back and say, well, it wasn't me. It was her. So from their perspective, they're kind of torn between the two. They may like both of you guys, but now they're forced to choose. So with that being said, you know, which side do they pick? So. Again, looking at how society is, a lot of times people will say, let's just. Um, it's better to err on the side of caution and lean towards supporting the woman. Um, it doesn't matter if you were straight as an arrow and she was doing, you know, ten, many things, 10 different ways till Sunday. They're still going to side towards her because she'll play the sob story and people tend to go with that sob story. And, and for us as a guy, we want to be the main ones to stand up 
and say, you know what, I'm going to do um, what's best for me. And I, I, I can't be in this situation anymore because if things get real bad and law enforcement get involved or whatever the case may be, uh, it makes it even more complex. And then everyone will definitely gravitate towards her and then they will just pretty much leave you out in the cold. But the one thing you have to remember is this. When that time comes and you do your what I call my pruning, in the end, the truth will come out. And a lot of times you'll have people that will want to go out and say, hey, look at me. Look at what I've done. Look at what she's done. Look at what I'm doing. If you can resist that urge, which I know was difficult, um, the truth will come out. And in the end, they will sit there. People will look at it and say, you know what? He was the one that was in the right. Um, it's not going to happen 100 percent. But again, you have to remember the way today's society is. We as the male, we already have marks and strikes against us. So how do we counter that? You know, you have to make sure that you get everything put in order, surround yourself with good friends, loyal friends, friends that will be there for you no matter what. They may get tired of hearing your stories like my friend did, but he was always there for me no matter what. So for him, I'm always indebted to the, to several individuals. You know, and if I can count on my hand right now, I would probably say I have maybe six, maybe seven friends, quality friends that I know that if I need something, they will be there. You know, and they were always there with me at my high point and they were always there with me at my low point. So, you know, you may be struggling with this. You might be thinking about it. Well, how do I handle this? Where do I go? You have to make sure you find that quality, that quality core group of people that will always be there for you no matter what. Because if you don't, it's going to take with everything else that you're having to deal with at this time. It's going to make it even harder if you don't have that core group, because the other side, all they're about doing is trying to tear you down break you down so they can get what they want. And then you're just left out there pretty much, you know, the old term is ass out. So finding that core group of friends is vital and you got to prune those other quality friends out. I mean, the quantity friends out, you got to get rid of them. Um, they may recognize what's going on and catch on and then they may come back. And if they come back, then that's up to you how you want to handle it. But you're always going to have that core group of friends, uh, that quality group. And it's just a matter of you trying to find it and find those individuals and then figuring out how to go forward with those guys. So uh, so with that, I'm going to go into today's um, today's recipe for you guys. Those fathers out there that can't cook, don't know how to cook and wish they knew how. Uh, I put a couple of them up there. I had one person that commented on uh, one of the recipes um, about using, uh, I think it was uh, some Lipton dried soup that I was using in as far as doing the pork chop recipe. But again, you got to remember, these are individuals that either have zero cooking experience, limited cooking experience. 
Um, you know, my daughters heard my show one day about the, uh, the part about doing pizza and subway all the time. And, um, I told them, I said, well, it was only one week. And they were like, no, dad, it was more than one week. So, <laughs> so you got to come up with something a little bit different because if not, you're going to have problems. So being that the weather's getting kind of nice out, I figure you can do something, pull the grill out and just do some, um, chicken, uh, I, you know, chicken, uh, pesto kebabs basically. Um, and here's a quick recipe. You use it on the grill. Prep time is 30 minutes. Cook time is 15 minutes. And it gives you about six servings with what I'm giving you right now. Obviously, you can add more. Um, you can also season it to taste. So uh, you're going to start out with one cup of pesto, uh, either homemade pesto or store-bought pesto. I'd say get one and a half pound of uh, boneless, skinless chicken breast. And you want to cut those into about an inch and a quarter cubes. Uh, get two pints of the little small cherry tomatoes. Get some kosher salt. I love using kosher salt and uh, freshly ground black pepper, and you can pepper it to taste. And get uh, two tablespoons of chopped uh, fresh parsley leaves. So what you want to do is get a Ziploc bag. I'm used to you know you can do that, or you can get a bowl, and you can combine the chicken and the pesto, and you want to marinate it for thirty minutes. Um, some people have gone longer. I I do it sometimes. I'll leave it overnight, so I'll do it the day before. But if you don't have that option, do it 30 minutes before. Um, turn the bag occasionally as you're mixing everything through. Drain the chicken um, you know, from the pesto as you get it out. And then you want to take the chicken and the cherry tomatoes, put them on skewers, and you want to season it with salt and pepper to taste. I'm not really a big guy on salt. Uh, usually I love putting a lot of pepper on there. Um, with your grill, I'd say put your grill on. I normally leave it on about, say, 350 or so. Go ahead and put the skewers on. And you want to have it to where it has an internal temperature of about 165 degrees. Uh, you can leave it on there for maybe, I'd say, 10 to 12 minutes. Uh, total time, maybe six minutes per side. Uh, what I like to do is make sure I get my grill up to that temperature first before I put them on. Uh, some people will just put them on and then as the heat goes up, but that'll give you longer time. For me, the best thing is I like to go ahead and have it preheated first and then put it on there. And then when that's all said and done, after the 10 to 12 minutes, and you have that firmness to it, and you have that warm, that 165-degree tip on the inside of that chicken, then you can go ahead and take it off and then serve it up. What I like to do to add to that is um, I like to get broccoli or cauliflower or carrots, and I'll put that inside a tinfoil and put some butter on it with some salt and pepper or pepper and put that on the grill as well and have that steamed. If... Um, you know, some people will put it in the microwave and boil it um, or put it in the uh, on the stove and boil it. Try it steamed. It is great. Um, my kids love macaroni and cheese. And if you want to throw another dish on there, you can throw it on there as well. But uh, for me, just doing the skewers with the recipe that's there and, you know, some steamed vegetables will be perfect. So. Um, as we're coming up to the end of the show, if you missed a recipe and you want to get that information again, just shoot me an email at singlefatherstoday at gmail.com, and I will quickly uh, respond to you and give that back to you. 
Also, you can catch me on Twitter at Single Fathers Today. And again, uh, give those out to you again, the email for the recipe, or if you have any questions or comments, or if you want to give me any ideas, it is singlefatherstoday at gmail.com and on the Twitter feed at singlefatherstoday. So as we come to wrapping up this show, I wish you guys the best of luck. I am your host, Mark Hill, and I would like to thank you for listening. Take care and be well. Mm-hmm.